Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, this is Shaleen Johnson, and thank you so much for joining me on The Shaleen Show. We're talking about laundry, but that doesn't mean this show is just for the ladies. As you probably know, because there's a lot of dudes out there that actually enjoy doing the laundry or for whatever reason, because sometimes when we get married, we kind of divvy up responsibilities and I'm not sure how this happens, but it just does. And you realize one person's better at cooking and another person is really good at putting together Ikea furniture. This person tends to be the one who makes it their responsibility to take out the trash And this person tends to take on the laundry and this person tends to be the one who is in charge of paying the bills. And and this partner in the relationship is the one who decides what we're going to do to the house and if we're going to move and if we're going to change the furniture. And and then there's that partner who is really more responsible for fun and keeping things light and exciting. And and oh, my word, what if you're that person that does all of those things? Well, If that's the case, then it's even better that you're listening to this episode. But I just don't want anyone to feel alienated. This isn't a show just for the ladies, because there's a lot of dudes out there that do the laundry. A new day and age where traditionally, maybe only the women did household chores, and maybe the men did chores around the house that had to do with building and electricity and being handy. Well, that's all changed, because we're all pretty good at doing stuff. I hope that you have in your home a partner who you truly value what it is they do. So if I just listed off all of those things and you started to find yourself getting mad because you're like, I do all of that. What do they do? Simmer down, calm down for a moment before you get all high and mighty. Consider all the things that they do because they're better at it. And maybe sometimes we take those things for granted. Okay, I digress. This episode is about laundry. Really, it's about clutter. On a deeper level, it's about those things that are in our subconscious mind, tasks, things we feel like we need to do, things we feel obligated to do that are killing our mojo, destroying our productivity, keeping us in a state of constant procrastination because they're never done, but we can constantly feel them and we feel an obligation to do them ourselves. And we also feel that we can't do anything well until these things are done. Case in point, have you ever sat down at your desk and thought to yourself, I've got this big project. I've been knowing I need to dig into this for weeks and here I am ready to do this and I've got just a couple of hours, but lo and behold, this desk is a flipping mess and I just can't do it. I can't do it until my stapler is lined up with the edge of my desk and all of my pencils have been sharpened and all of these papers have been filed and everything's nice and clear. Then you open up your laptop and you realize that your desktop on your laptop is even more messy than your desk upon which your laptop sits, right? Messy, clutter, all of these things, this chaos that we often allow to accumulate keeps us very distracted from doing the things we need to do. So this episode is about laundry and it's about clutter and it's about being messy and it's about your brain. This episode is for everyone. If you've got kids, I want you to have them listen to this episode. 
because the reason why your kids deserve to have a clutter-free organized room is because they deserve to have peace. We'll get to that point in just a moment, but let's start with you. Are there days you walk into your house and you feel like, where did all of this stuff come from? Your countertops are covered. You've got things in your bedroom that really belong in the garage. You've got things in the garage that really belong in the kitchen. You've got things in the dining room covering the dining room table because they no longer fit in the cupboards in your kitchen. And you have so many things that you've just hung on to because, well, maybe someday you'll need it. Or what if somebody else should need it someday? And you don't know that person right now, but you know, what if a couple years from now, someone you know gets married and they need stuff or you've got all these clothes and racks and racks and piles and piles and hangers upon hangers of clothes that either you're gonna donate or you're gonna give to somebody else or maybe you should hang on to them just in case you lose weight or gain weight. Or what if you get invited to like a 70s themed disco party? You better hang on to those white plastic go-go boots. And so the clutter accumulates. And then there's cords and technology and outdated parts and pieces and things you are afraid to throw away because what if this is that perfect piece that you need for that certain gadget that you can no longer find the cord to recharge? Well, if this sounds very familiar and then on top of that, you've got baskets upon baskets, stacks on stacks on stacks of laundry that needs to either be washed or more likely needs to be sorted, folded and put away. Well, you are like most Americans. You know, we collect and we hang on to things and we give inanimate objects sentimental value that they once deserved, but they're no longer serving. We hang on to things and we collect things and we continually shop. You know, shopping is kind of a a phenomenon of the United States. Like in other countries, they don't just shop and shop and shop. And maybe you're listening to this from London or Australia or New Zealand or Guatemala or the Philippines, wherever you are. This is a relatively new phenomenon, this phenomenon of making ourselves feel good by continually bringing new things into our home. The problem is we're not getting rid of things at the same rate that we're bringing things in. And then there's that other problem, which is our messy habits. Now, maybe you're not messy. Maybe you're just a collector. I was both. I was a person who was afraid to throw anything away. Not necessarily because I thought I might need it. Most of the things I hung on to were because I assumed, well, there's going to be somebody someday that's going to need this or want this. I want to be the person to have it for them. I also had approximately zero organizational skills. My bedroom growing up, my parents never forced me to clean it. They just told me to close the door. I mean, every once in a while, my mom would get really agitated or, you know, know she was having friends over and she would, you know, beg me and hound me to clean my room. And I really wanted to clean my room. I hated that my room looked the way it looked, but I felt like it was a chore that I had to do. And I didn't even have time to do it in high school. I worked a couple of different jobs and I had my own business even in high school and I was pretty social. 
So the last thing I had time to do was clean my room. There was something more I needed to do. And and being a girl, as I'm sure some of you can relate to, you just, you try on clothes and you don't like the way it looks and you take it off the hanger and you throw it on the floor and you try on another outfit and you don't like the way it looks and you throw it on the floor. And the pile just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you can't find that certain piece of clothes. So you go pile diving and you dig in, you start throwing mounds of discarded clothing all over the room, looking for that one shirt that you know is somewhere in this pile and you just can't seem to find it. Well, I did that all growing up and in college and shortly after we were married even. My husband, on the other hand, never complained about how messy I was. I mean, he would kind of joke about how I had little clusters all over the house, but he never really complained. And I just remember being newly married and thinking to myself, wow, those are my clothes on the floor. Where are his clothes? When he takes a shower and he gets out of the shower, where did his clothes go? Mine are always on the floor and, and they stay there for most of the day until maybe I straightened up later that night or sometimes on the weekend. And then in just observing him, I realized he had like habits, ingrained habits. He got undressed next to his laundry basket and put his clothes in the laundry basket. He took off his shoes and put them back up where they belonged and then got in the shower. It was amazing for me to watch someone who had so many ingrained habits. And to this day, I have to say, I'm so grateful that he never complained about how messy I was because I can't even imagine how annoying that was. But I'm not like that now. And the reason why I'm not like that now is because I had to learn two things. Number one, that it was a disservice I was doing to myself to be that messy. It was keeping me preoccupied. It was distracting. It was affecting my focus. And then number two, once I realized the effect it was having on me, I had to learn habits, new habits, habits that were triggered. They weren't automatic for me. So I had to set up triggers and systems and practice these things. Now, before we go much further, I want you to know this. Anyone can become incredibly organized and declutter their home. You can declutter your digital life. You can declutter your desktop, your business, your car, your office, your home, your bedroom, and your laundry room. But it's difficult to do all at once. The one thing you can do all at once is shift your mindset and realize that clutter and laundry and things piling up everywhere and articles of furniture that don't belong where you're seeing them and all of the things that we've just accumulated and have allowed fear to force us to hang on to these things, all of these things are preventing you. They're holding you back from living a peaceful life. It's just too much. It's all too much. It's all in your brain and you don't realize it because those articles, they're not making noise, but you see they are. That pile of laundry, those three baskets that have been at the end of your bed for four days, you can't hear them, but they're speaking to you and they're in your subconscious mind and it's distracting you and you're having to make a decision every single time you walk past that pile of bills that haven't been filed and you're having to make a decision and each one of those decisions that you make very quickly without even realizing it almost subconsciously, each one of those decisions requires a certain amount of brain power. That's energy, and it consumes a lot of your mental energy. 
and you have a finite amount of mental energy to use each day. And if you're using so much of that, thinking about all the things that shouldn't be there that are cluttering your life, your business, your relationships, it's pretty difficult to use your brain to do the things you really need to do. Our brains haven't evolved that much. You've heard me say it before, but it's true. And now we're adding so much more demands on our brains and our kids' brains. There's text messaging and instant messaging and Snapchat and Facebook messaging and actual people calling you on your phone and emails and TV and then things and then clutter and songs and more clutter and laundry and gadgets and all of this stuff is weighing you and your family down. It is time to make a plan to change your mindset, to realize that these things are holding you back. They're keeping you in the past. They're preventing you from moving forward. They are creating a huge obstacle for you to be able to use your brain to do things that are far more important. There's no way you're ever going to be relaxed if your brain is on overload. And your brain isn't on overload just because of the things that are going on in your life. Your brain is on overload because of all of the things that are in your environment. Look around right now. Unless you're listening to this in your car, and maybe this is true for those of you driving right now. You know, maybe your car is cluttered. But if you're listening to this right now, wherever you are, just look around right now. Look around your environment. What do you really need? What do you really love? What if you had just 30 minutes to pack up this whole room? What would you be certain to grab? And what would you leave behind? What doesn't belong in this area? What hasn't been taken care of? What has been tossed aside, disregarded, or somehow found its place to this location and it doesn't belong there? Because all of that is weighing you down. And today's the day to change your mindset. Today, we can do that. And that's my first call to action for you, is to recognize that this is causing problems in your marriage, in your children's study habits, in your ability to focus on work, in your ability to be present and to listen and to use the most important thing you have, which is your brain. Once we've made that decision, now we've got to create new habits. I recommend that you start by looking at the room that causes you the most stress. Now, before I go much further, I want to give you three great resources. You've probably heard me talk about the book, The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's a phenomenal book. I did not read it. I listened to it on Audible. I love listening to books on Audible. I'm going to tell you this about her book. It was not read by her, the author. I believe she's Japanese. So it was read by someone who's got a very lovely voice, but it's also very boring. And so that was kind of good because I played it on warp speed. And I fast forward through all of the stories of her childhood in Japan, which I'm sure was very interesting. But I wanted to know, hey, what are the systems? How do I do this? What are your rules? What is the mentality here? So that Audible book, I got through it from start to finish, just skipping little pieces that I didn't think I needed and really getting to the meat of the matter, maybe two and a half, three hours of listening. 
I did that each morning while I was getting ready. I pop earbuds in and while I'm blow drying my hair or putting on my makeup, I'm getting smarter and I'm learning to declutter. It's an exceptional book. There's some weird stuff in it, I will say. She wants you to imagine how bad your socks feel, like they have feelings too. If you've crumpled up your socks, I'm like, my socks are fine. <laughs> she wants you to, you know, like thank your clothes when you take them off each day, which I don't know. I, maybe that's up your alley. It's not really up my alley. But everything else, I was like, oh, dude, this is a good system. This is good. Most importantly, what I loved about her book is I had just done a complete top to bottom clean sweep of my house a couple of months earlier. So I'm like, I'm going to listen to this book just because everybody's listening to it. But I doubt she's going to help me. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I was wrong. After listening to her book, it helped me let go of those things, you know, like the little drawing that your son did when he was three and you're like, I can't let go of it. But she walks you through a process. I'm not saying you're going to be able to let go of all of those things, but she finally gave me permission to do something other than holding on to those things, like take a picture of it and file it away. Ask your child if that's something that they want you to hold on to. And she just gives you lots of other solutions and questions to ask yourself. And we filled two ginormous dumpsters in a weekend after listening to that book. Another great book I love is a book also available on Audible, if you're especially if you like to listen to books and hard copy is It's All Too Much. And then the last book I want to tell you about is called The Clutter Diet. And all three of these books are exceptional. I think it's important to educate yourself. If you've got clutter, if you're not the most organized person you know, if you walk into a model home and you think to yourself, ah, we should move here. Our lives would be so serene. If like that's the feeling you have when you walk into a model home, you need to educate yourself. That's what I've done and it's what I'll continue to do because the more systems and organization I put in place, the more freedom I have the more I am able to honor my family and give them the tools that they need to focus and to be present and to connect and to use their brains. So start with education. And then this is my personal opinion based on all three of these books. Start with the one room that has really killed your mojo. Maybe that's your bedroom or the laundry room or your office. I don't know. Maybe it's the garage, but start there. Start there and look at it in terms of taking everything out, like removing everything and just putting back in the pieces that you need, the pieces that allow you to do things quickly and efficiently. Now, the life-changing magic of tidying up, she prescribes a very particular systematic way of attacking your home or your office in terms of organization. I like that a lot. However, I didn't find I could apply it 100% the way she explains it because I think most people that she's working with have a small apartment in Japan and we have three levels, a lot of bedrooms, a lot of bathrooms, a lot of square footage. And it just was like, okay, that won't work, but I can tweak this and make this work for us. And I really do love her systematic approach to getting rid of things. It is hardcore and it works. Here's what I want you to get excited about. This is a process that you start and if you're just cleaning up and donating things and you're not establishing systems, you can look forward to having to do this again six months later. We have to change habits, mindsets, and establish 
systems. Now, I'm going to post on my website a picture, a ton of pictures, of our home and things that we've been able to establish as systems. These are things that help us to stay organized, things that help us to know everything in our home has a place, a place. When I use it, when I'm done, it goes back. And I'm not trying to sound holier than thou because, yo, you don't even understand. I was not that girl. I was the girl who was like, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm not even going to put the cat back on. I'm going to leave it here and I'm going to run out the door because I've got other things to do and I'll clean up this later because I don't have time to do it now. And I don't have time to hang my clothes and I don't have time to put anything back. I'll do it later because I've got things to do. But it was costing me time. And now I'm kind of obsessed with systems and organization because it gives me freedom and it gives me my time back. And it makes me proud. Like you don't want people to walk into your house, into your space and go, what kind of disorganized maniac lives here who uses their treadmill to dry their clothes and they use their dining room table as craft projects and there's cups and saucers and plates and utensils in the laundry room because there's not enough room in the kitchen. You want people to walk into your home and go, wow, I want to live like this. You've got all these systems in place. So I'm going to put those pictures on my blog And again, I want you to know these are the afters. You can imagine the befores, but there aren't any photos of the befores because I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. And what you'll also be seeing in these photos is a process. I create one system at a time. I work on changing one habit at a time, developing things that trigger the behavior so that it becomes mindless. And then teaching my kids that cleaning up and being organized isn't a punishment. It's a gift you give yourself. Oh man, what it would have been like to have some of these skills like so much earlier in my life. My kids, I walk in their rooms now, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you really this organized? And they are because it's something they do for themselves. It's rewarding, it feels peaceful. Now it's not a museum, number one. And number two, there's plenty of times the house isn't organized or we let the systems fail, but it's momentary, right? And it's in like little clusters, but we get it back because we've got systems. So it might be like a day or a, a moment where, you know, I literally like there might be a day or a moment or something unexpected that happens. But for the most part, these systems serve us every single day. And it's what I encourage you to do for yourself, for your family, for your business and for your relationships. I talked about this recently on my business podcast as well. So if you're a business owner, I spend a lot of time talking about your digital life, your files, your workspace. And if that area of your life is disorganized, I encourage you to go listen to that episode on Build Your Tribe. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been my honor to spend this time with you. You are the bomb.com. Hey, and by the way, Thanks so much for leaving me reviews on iTunes. I saw a couple of you have left more than one review specifically about a particular episode that really made a difference for you. So I want to say thank you in advance and thank you in the future for anyone else who's listened to the show. You've enjoyed it. You've learned a lot. The ultimate gift for me is to write a review on iTunes. All right, guys, I'll catch you next time. Love ya. Mean it. Bye. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. 
It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you wanna be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.